Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I am so grateful that you are back for another episode. Please do take note that all opinions and recommendations and encouragements that are shared on this podcast are my personal opinion or the opinion of the guests that I have on. It is not to be taken as medical or mental health advice. Please do consult your medical professional or your mental health professional with any questions or changes that you would like to make regarding your own personal situation. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of how valuable you are to us and me here at Successful Diligence as a listener of the podcast. It means so much that you allow me to provide value through the podcast and that you listen and you show up and you invest your time. It means the world to me and I so appreciate it. One way that you can show your appreciation for the podcast, if you've gotten any value from anything we've ever said um, in Sode, is you can support us financially so that we can continue to provide the value that you've come to know from the Successful Diligence podcast. And it can be literally less than a cup of coffee a day, 99 cents per month. That's less than a dollar per month, all the way up to five, ten dollars, however much you want to give. But as little as a dollar, less than a dollar, 99 cents, that would make such a difference to us. You can go to the show notes and you can click the link where listener support is highlighted. Um, There's different links in the show notes. Or you can go to anchor.fm backslash successful diligence backslash support and you can sign up there and literally it's one time per month 99 cents less than a cup of coffee and yet you would be having an impact on supporting this podcast to bring more value reach more people to have a greater impact in the world and we appreciate in advance any support that you're able to provide again anchor.fm slash successful diligence slash support or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially we appreciate it and we thank you in advance welcome back to the successful diligence podcast i am so excited that you are back for another episode It is the end of the year, but I have a special guest for you before we close out 2020, which I am super excited about this conversation. Her name is Sarah Purcell, and she is a mother, a wife, a grandmother, a yogi, a Pilates teacher, it's not Pilates, Pilates teacher, businesswoman, and lifelong learner, among other things, because she's just an incredible human. And Sarah's journey through menopause has guided her to support women across the globe with healthy and empowered aging. That is my goal, healthy and empowered aging. Sarah is the founder of Bone Boot Camp, which is an at-home strength 
training program for women with low bone density. She also created Short and Sweet with Sarah, which is a membership that is a comprehensive movement optimizer for women who desire a stable and strong core, along with whole body mobility and balance in a bone safe manner. And one of the unique features of Sarah's work that I love is that every movement program is rooted in the breath as the foundation. Now, Sarah is not just someone who decided to come up with doing this kind of stuff. She has two comprehensive Pilates certifications. She's also licensed and certified in the Buff Bones Bone Health and Movement Program. She is a certified Restore Your Core Pro Teacher, and she has completed a variety of courses on anatomy and biomechanics with Kate. Katie Bowman, and she has also completed the Yoga Detour Online Method and the Modern Yogi 200-Hour Yoga Teacher Training. She has studied with novel thinkers in the movement world like Cecily Milne, Catherine Bruini-Young, and Bree Johnson, as well as Jules Mitchell. And Sarah has her undergraduate degree from Northwestern University and her MBA from Kellogg Graduate School of Management at Northwestern University. Sarah's passion is to help women like herself who are dealing with low bone density diagnosis and are seeking natural pathways to live a full and active life. Sarah, welcome to the show. I am so excited to get into all the things because it's mostly new to me. So I'm really excited to learn and have the audience learn and get to know you better. So for my audience who may not be familiar with your work and what you do and what all this bone density stuff yeah. is, tell us a little bit about who you are beyond the bio and how you came to do the work that you do. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm really excited to be here. Part of why I'm excited is that I really feel like I'm on a mission and it's not just older adults who already have problems with their bones that I really want to speak to. Because as you said, who doesn't want to age gracefully? Who doesn't want to create a life of optimal wellness? Everybody does. And in my research, I've discovered a lot of things that aging has in common with bone and heart and um, the whole body. So how did I get there? I guess the whole thing is what's my motivation? Why did I decide bones? And it's because I was diagnosed with osteoporosis and I was shocked. Not only was I shocked, I was embarrassed. I was a movement teacher who supposedly knew about alignment. So imagine the embarrassment and horror. And there is an element of fear, even though I'm a good mover and I have great balance, there's an element of fear in regards to, well, do I actually have brittle bones? Am I, am I gonna break? And that fear was overcome by a courageous research little nerd inside of me who's like, there has to be a better way than the drugs my doctor offered me. Mm. I've read I've read the warnings and I've read all kinds of stories. I mean, the New York Times even did a story on it that there can be spontaneous breaks in bones if you've been on, that med on some of those medications for a long time. And there are various other side effects from all the various medications that are out there. So I wanted to know, well, how do we build bone? And what can we do about it? What can we do to help ourselves? I dove deep and it took a lot of time 
And so part of my passion is I reversed my osteoporosis using all natural methods. There was no hocus pocus. I wasn't you know, putting magnets on my elbows and dancing in a circle and turning around <laughs> six times. <laughs> no ceremonies and <laughs> yeah, no ceremonies, no seances. It was really all about number one. Was I getting the nutrients I thought I was getting? Because I kind of thought I was eating healthy. Mm. So I investigated the link of gut health to chronic disease, mm. and the link is huge humongous. I found I had plenty of room to improve my gut health and then possibly absorb either the supplements or the actual real life food that has the, the vitamins and minerals in them. I discovered that food is better than supplements, but in, at, you know there are certain things you have to supplement. For instance, if you live in Canada, you're going to be supplementing with vitamin D. I happen to live in Florida, I can get the vitamin D from the sun. So it makes a huge difference in terms of who supplements and who doesn't. So there I was knowing that I was improving my gut health and that felt really good. And I also was armed with all this research that said that if you load your bones, there's this thing called Wolf's Law, it's from the turn of the century and not the 2000 turn of the century, the one before that, <laughs> the other century, <laughs> the other century, that says, if you stress a bone, it will build more bone. Hmm. We extrapolated from that and scientists started working on it. If you compress a bone with your muscles, that's good stress and you build more bone. And there are real life studies that show how it works and shows that it's site specific, which comes into the play of knowing you don't just go to any old fitness coach. You have to know what your intention is with any exercise. So I put those pieces in place, but I also realized my alignment was off. So I thought I was loading my bones when I ran or walked. I thought I was loading my hips. I wasn't. So those things combined had me on this journey of saying, I figured something out for myself. I changed my numbers. Whether those numbers are a good estimate of whether I was gonna break a bone or not, I'm not here to argue, but I made change that made me feel confident and good about myself. I'm much stronger than I was before. I'd say I was a Pilates yoga lightweight mover. I'm. I'm a strong person now and I'm strong and confident. I feel stronger than I was in my twenties or thirties. Um, I play a mean tennis game now and I was um, just a waif of a tennis player before. <laughs> my, uh, I have a, my grandfather turned a hundred this year and he um, played tennis, uh, you know, up until his nineties and, and yeah. all of his friends sort of left. <laughs> so he had no one yeah. friends anymore. Um, but I want to backtrack a little bit just for yeah. myself and maybe some listeners who are not yeah. as familiar so there's three questions I have. The first one is, yes. can you explain what exactly is osteoarthritis? Osteoporosis. I mean, osteoporosis. Yes. Yeah. So osteoarthritis would be, you know, stiff joints. Okay. In a nutshell. Osteoporosis is measured two ways. Well, we use two different symbolic things to tell someone they have osteoporosis. One is a score from what's called a DEXA scan. 
And the DEXA scan is a low radiation X-ray, which someone reads and tells you whether compared to a 30-year-old, your bones are good or bad, essentially. Is it like a specialist or would your primary care physician do a DEXA well, scan? Well, here's the interesting thing. The, the DEXA scan is done in one of those diagnostic centers or at your mm -hmm. doctor's office. There are people called densometrists who mm -hmm. do, do them and read them but it's not done all that often that way. I, for instance, recently went to Diagnostic Centers of America, had a scan from a young woman who didn't do what I know you should be doing to position my bones. She wasn't qualified and God knows who's gonna read my scan, some radiologist who may not be qualified in densometry. I don't have those results yet. I did it because my doctor wanted me to, <laughs> but, it's almost irrelevant in my opinion, yet when you get those numbers and you're told you officially have osteoporosis, it's scary. The other way is if you break a bone and it wasn't a traumatic fall, it wasn't um, a car crash, it, it was something as simple as I was standing in my kitchen and all of a sudden I was on the floor and my hip is broken. Wow. So yeah. those, those two ways are how it's diagnosed. The reality is if you could take a cross-section of a human's bone and look into it, non-osteoporotic bone is full and lively, like a really a sponge that's full of water. It's buoyant. A, um, an osteoporotic bone would be as if you took a bunch of knives or maybe um, skewers for, for doing a barbecue. <laughs> and you poked a bunch of skewers through that lovely sponge. And now the holes are bigger and water just flows right through it. And the maybe the each little filament, each little section has skinnier membrane. Sort of like leaky gut, because that's what, what yeah. leaky gut is, is when yes. you have holes in your gut lining. Okay, that makes sense. And then you mentioned about loading, um, uh, telling your story. What, what is that? So load on your bones means weight, weight okay. bearing. And you bring up an interesting question because I had somebody ask me today why her rowing machine was not loading her bones because she feels muscles activating everywhere. Why wouldn't she be loading her hips? And my answer to her was, well, let's, let's look at what we know from science, that if you are swimming or hanging out in your bed, you're actually negative loading. Gravity is coming down on this long, flat, buoyant surface. You're supported in both situations. You feel tons of muscles when you're swimming, so you're doing more than if you were lying in bed, but that's probably aerobic. And it's fitness, you know, your arms are gonna be trimmer, blah, 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 but your bones aren't getting loaded. So then we take a person and we stand them up. Now gravity is going right down through the middle of their body. So we are loading and that might be times your body weight. Your body weight is being loaded down into your body. There's a thing called a ground reaction force where that weight, that load bounces back up into your body. That's how you actually tensile load your body. What if I'm running? That's going to be three or four times my body weight. Boom, boom, boom. I'm not wearing three or four times my body weight, but the effect 
of running is doing that. Because you're hitting so, the ground and bouncing back yes. up and hitting the ground, bouncing back right. up. Right. And so there's more ground reaction force coming up. Gotcha. What's interesting is I can walk with a weighted vest and I'm somewhere in between walking and running. So if my knees don't like running, maybe walking with a weighted vest would be a good way to get more out of my walking. And then people have said to me, well, I have ankle weights. Can I walk with those? And my answer is <laughs> no. <laughs> those, those are at the bottom. Right. And they're going to change the way you walk because they're heavy. So right. not a good idea. But there's other things. There's other activities. Playing tennis, for instance, that loads your bones more than walking. Huh. Interesting. And then we get to lifting weights. Yes. And what we know now after further scientific study, so, you know, it's in the last 25 years that we've really learned that when you use weights to, let's say, do a squat, mm -hmm. we know what muscles you're loading when you do a squat. Oh, yes, now we do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we feel those muscles. <laughs> we feel the burn. And then you're holding a weight. So mm. as you go down, when you come back up, you're pushing the 20 pound weight you're holding back up with your hips, yeah. essentially. We want to be doing it with your hips. There, you know, there's some things that can go wrong and that's where alignment comes back into play. But that's, that's what loading is. So it's and a loading is a good thing, right? You good said? thing. Okay. It's a good thing. Because there's and, a, an exercise program that I have. It's um, yes. called Muscle Burns Fat, and it's doing that. It's it's literally squatting, and then I have an eight pound weight that you hold while you squat, and then you lift above your head as you come up from the squat. And yeah. my goodness, do you feel that burn? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. And what I will do is I will separate the overhead press which is what you're doing mm -hmm. from the squat. It would, you would only do complex movements like that when you're able to do it without your alignment getting messed up. Right. Because otherwise what I'll end up with is someone going up, they don't have the range of motion in their arm, their rib cage flares out, suddenly their low back is arched and they just put that eight pound weight into their low back which we don't want to do. So, you know, it, but it's that, all, it's fascinating. It, I mean, I, I'm just, cause I'm not a fitness person, you know, yeah, you know listeners, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Miss <laughs> fitness expert, but you know, aging in a healthy way that increases and maintains your mobility is so important, especially as women. So. Um, and I'm 46 now. So it's, it's yeah. very, very, very evident that my body is not what it was in its twenties. And so I think what's, what I'm hearing um, loud and clear is that the alignment is really important yeah. so that when you are loading and doing those weight bearing activities and exercises that you actually load the right places. So yeah. your, your parts of your body, like not, not, not your lower back, that's going to hurt right. <laughs> your leg muscles and your arms. Yeah. And your, that's, yeah. that's fascinating. It's that fascinating. Is so fascinating. Yeah. And there's. Just yesterday, I had two women tell me that they have been told by the doctors who did their meniscus tear surgeries that they can never squat again. And meniscus and I, for the listeners who are not familiar. Oh, in the knee. In the in knee. The knee. Okay. So it's like a little um, 
I was going to say a labrum, but again, they won't know what that is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's part of your knee. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you look into your disposal and there's that rubbery thing. Yep. It's like that. Yep. And it, okay. so it's, it's cushioning. So you don't have bone on bone at a joint. Exactly. So you've got this cushiony stuff and people can tear it and it can be repaired. And then the doctor who doesn't give a hoot about your other kinds of strength, he just cares about his repair job, says, don't squat anymore. And I have this huge sigh inside my body. And I just nodded and said, you know, if you're ever interested, I, I can show you small ways to get back into squatting in a healthy manner. And then I let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't force someone to, to no. come on board. And you, well, let me yeah. ask you, um, for people who are like me, right? Yeah. And wanting, we're not injured, you know, we're right. not, um, we don't have a diagnosis. I know right. that I was in a car accident, I think five years ago, and they do the scans after whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it, there was some, um, I guess, osteoarthritis, which is that okay. inflammation around the joints. So not, right. not the osteoporosis, but, um, you know, being, it, it, it sort of keyed me in that Michelle, you're getting old, <laughs> you're getting older <laughs> and we want to eat. And I look, you know, the oil of Olay, if you're watching the video, you can see, I don't look 46. Um, you know, no, both of us here on not. the screen look amazing. Um, but I wanted to be preventative. And so if you're someone yeah. like me who doesn't have injury, right. Might be a little bit out of shape, you know, not in our best physical prime. Um, don't have a diagnosis, what are things that we can do to be protective of our bones right. and preventative, but also I want to feel strong and confident right. like you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, go for it. And I, I say go for it to everyone. And I, I love it that people at the age of 40 would be thinking about their health because we oftentimes we don't unless we've had a diagnosis or a scare unless something has happened to us. And the suggestion I always make is make sure what goes into your body is good stuff. And what is good stuff is different for everybody and I'm not a nutritionist. So sometimes what I say is, well, if you can get more green and less stuff from the middle aisles of the grocery store, you're doing something positive for yourself. I'm not saying go and become a vegan. There's, right. you know, no, 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 no. I'm not a vegan. But if it, grow, if it grows from the earth and if it if had it a grows, mother and father, then yes. you might want to, I mean, you, that'll classify as real food. Yeah. Um, and that brings me to my next question also, because you mentioned about learning the connection between gut health yeah. and bone health and strength. Talk to me more about that because sure. gut health is something that is, you know, emerging, people are talking about yes, it, but it's, it's not big. really explained in such a way that we can always understand it. Yeah. So talk to me about what you learned and, and what you've experienced. So the, for all the layman, because that's what I am as a layman, the, the gut microbiome is essentially, if you, you think about having a terrarium and the terrarium can be all alive and happy, but if something weird gets in there, it can infect the whole terrarium. And that's a little microbiome. It's its own little universe unto itself. And the whole thing can fall apart. That can happen to us. And a simple way to explain it is that if we take antibiotics, it necessarily kills off the good bacteria because it's killing off the bad bacteria. And you're kind of starting from scratch. And if you don't 
do anything proactive to really help yourself, that's the kind of thing that over and over again could lead to inflammation, leaky gut, many, many things. So probiotics was the first thing that came out and you, you know, people buy the pills and initially they were buying them at the, in the freeze, in the cold section because they had to be kept alive. Um, and there's, those products still exist, but what I discovered is, well, you can make your own probiotics and it's a tastier way to go. You don't even have to make your own yogurt. So that's number one, yogurt is a probiotic. And these are things that put the good bacteria back in your body. Sadly, the microbiome doesn't take the one cup of yogurt and make it live forever in your gut. It's a cup of yogurt a day. <laughs> so consistency and building consistency. on it and building yes. on it. Yeah. How do but you make your own probiotic? How do you, how ah, do you do well, that? So I make my own kombucha. Part of the reason I decided to make my own is I went to the store and discovered that almost all the probiotics have a lot of sugar in them. And sugar sort of ruins what you did to make your gut better in the first place. Although it does make kombucha taste really good. Oh, it does, <laughs> it does. There are a few that only have three grams of sugar. And so if I'm, if I'm in a pinch or I'm traveling, I'll buy those. But it's really simple. You can order um, a SCOBY, which is the mother, sort mm -hmm. of like a sourdough mother. And you can make it with tea and, um, there is a teeny bit of sugar that you put in. The recipe I have called for pasta, I think maybe a half a cup of sugar. I'm down to putting a tablespoon or less of sugar. And you just need the sugar to get the fermentation going. So you don't need much. I've discovered you need very little. How long does it take for it to actually become kombucha? Seven days oh, to become, not long. not long at all, seven days to become kombucha. And then what I choose to do is I do a second fermentation. I add a little bit of fruit juice to give it some color, make it look cute, palatable, um, just makes it a little more fun. And then I pour it into bottles that I bought online that have those tops that you securely fashion down. It's like a little red rubbery thing and a um, a silver lever that comes down. I think they call them Grolsch bottle tops. Crazy. I name. never knew what they were called. They're just yeah. the little latchy things. <laughs> the little latchy things. So I have to burp it every morning. I have friends who've had explosions if you forget mm. to burp it because it really starts creating the fizz. Yeah. And after about a week, I'm satisfied with the fizz and I put them in the fridge and I drink them. That is very cool. Very cool. And yeah. so in terms of your journey, um, you know, learning about the gut health and putting the, the good things inside to yeah. increase the bone health and your, your, how do you um, help women who are not, you know, actively mobile and wanting to, to sort of get there? Yeah. What are some, talk to me about that journey, about how you take someone from, right. you know, stagnant to actually being strong, confident, right. bone strong and, and mobile. Sure. And part of what we do also is I talk to them about the fact that let's say you're ordering all your food online because of the pandemic, you can order yogurt, kombucha, and sauerkraut, the three top probiotic foods. Is Just, sauerkraut palatable though? <laughs> um, so that's why I make my own. And my husband actually is the one who does it. 
he puts beets and ginger Ooh, okay. in the mixture. It's a pretty red and I really, I eat a tablespoon a day. You got, you got all the tips and tricks. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So now we take someone who's less mobile and maybe it's not an old person. Maybe it's a woman who just had a baby and it was a terrible delivery and she's traumatized physically and mentally and she's taking care of the baby. She's exhausted. Getting to a workout is the last thing on her mind. And I get it. I'm a mama three. I totally understand that feeling. So my approach is the same with her as it is with an older person. And that is, we just want to get you moving again, because it's moving that keeps you healthy and ages you gracefully. It doesn't have to be that you're weightlifting. Maybe you never will. Maybe that's not your goal, but we need you moving and we need you moving pain-free so that you'll keep moving. So we start out really small and we start with the breath. A lot of people's breathing is dysfunctional and creates a lockdown in their body. All those stiff upper backs that people get, people who work at desks, there's some breathing that can be inhibited from that kind of thing. So we work on breathing and we work on core engagement. And what I tell people is, we can pick one small thing to do a day, just one thing, three minutes. And if it doesn't change how you feel in two weeks, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you your money back. And then we're going to, wow. but if it, if it does, then we're going to layer on a second thing. And now right. you've got six minutes, but it's truly, truly that small. I had someone who had swelling in her ankles at her desk job. And she couldn't figure out why all of a sudden this started happening because she hadn't changed anything. And I gave her two exercises for her foot. And one week later, that swelling was down by 70%. Wow. And That's it's not magic. That's it's not magic. Oh, but the other thing besides the two exercises, I made her set her timer Mm. on her phone for every 30 minutes. And she had to at least walk around her desk once. Again, that's incorporating that movement. Like you were talking yeah. about not necessarily exercising, but right. moving. And I've Just heard move. that the, the active movement throughout the day yes. is actually more beneficial than if you did yes. nothing and then did like an intense 30 minute workout, but did nothing the rest of the day. Exactly. And there was recently another study and maybe you saw it, but it was within the last week, there was another study that came out that said sprinkling movement throughout your day, much more impact than an after work 30 minute blast or a, some people do it before work. It's Interesting. or yeah, that and movement throughout the day doesn't have to be exercise. <laughs> if you like squats, there's some really fun things you can do. You could hold onto your kitchen counter and just see like with the support of holding onto my kitchen counter, how far can I go? What can mm. I do? Can I change my feet? Can I play a game with myself and say, can I squat in five different foot positions? How does it feel? Just little pieces of variety. And then the next time you're in your kitchen for more water while you're working at your at-home office, mm -hmm. you, you decide that 
you had to reach for a cup up high and that inspires you and you start just doing little stretches where you reach your arms alternately, just little baby stretches. You know what I love about that is it's a, it's a mindset perspective shift where you're just making movement fun throughout the day and right. almost like a scavenger hunt. Where can <laughs> I find, you know, somewhere in my day to make a movement and how can I make it work for me? I love that. Yeah. Because for me, you know, I exercise is a bad word. It's, it's right. you know, <laughs> something I don't want like to think is. about. <laughs> it is for so many people, the majority of people. But you usually feel better once you've been moving and yeah. getting that, that movement in. And so I love the idea of just, you know, reframing the perspective of the label and saying, hey, let's just go on a movement scavenger hunt throughout the day, you know, and yeah. setting your timer, you know, every hour and spending five, 10 minutes in your kitchen while you're getting water, like you said. I love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. And I've never used the word scavenger hunt. I love it. Can I steal it? <laughs> you can have it. You can borrow it. I did. Thank you, Michelle. With it, so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, as we're sort of moving towards the end of our conversation, yes. talk to me about the really important things that you want the audience to walk away from this conversation with, things that are really highlighted that you want them to, to really know and, and, and get from, from what you, your expertise. I think the bottom line, one of the things is something I didn't mention, and that's an entirely new podcast, but there are three things that if you do that and subtract one thing, I think you're good to go. And so that is get some sleep, really prioritize your sleep, eat food that came from the earth or had a mother <laughs> and move. And it's not that, oh, everybody needs to do squats. It's not move. So eat, sleep and move. And you know what's and, fascinating about that is that yeah. that's basic. Like that's yeah. primary from when we're babies. Exactly. And I want I want to uh, you brought up a good point about sleep. Maybe we can just spend a, a minute or two about okay. the importance and the impact of sleep on our okay. bone health and on on this journey. Yeah. How impactful is sleep? Why does it matter? The I I'm going to try to say it quickly or succinctly. In your deep REM sleep, and it doesn't matter if you know what that means, it's your deepest sleep. In your deepest sleep, your brain is doing housekeeping. So it's taking all the garbagey pieces and it's getting rid of them in a good way. And that is part of what we now know is sort of like an Alzheimer's preventative, a dementia preventative. We don't want the icky pieces hanging out and sticking to our brain. The same goes for all the cells in your body. So I use the brain as a great way to illustrate your whole body is rejuvenating, particularly in deep sleep. It is throwing out the icky stuff and it's building the good stuff. It's taking out the trash. <laughs> it is. Yes. It's, it's earning its keep. <laughs> yes. So when we take out the trash and then we have a day where we eat nicely and move nicely, we're, we're doing, we can't be hurting ourselves and we're certainly not harming ourselves. I love that. And you can really just take it one day at a time. So it's not overwhelming yeah. and then the payoff and the benefit is long-term and long-lasting. I absolutely love that. I love that. So what are your last thoughts for us? 
Um, my last thoughts are that just like your podcast suggests, there's a lot of mindset involved. And in my opinion, you are spot on about exercise being a downer for most people. Yeah. It just is. <laughs> and I want people to be joyful and exuberant and happy to live life well into their 90s because it's a good life. I mean, who cares about being 95 if you're all stuck and decrepit and you can't move? So creating a health span rather than a lifespan. That's my takeaway would be have the mindset of what, you know, if you can have the mindset of seeking joy for a healthy life, it's not exercise. I love You don't that. have to exercise. And it really is about health and wellness for life, which I yeah. love. I lo and then doing it in a way that doesn't hurt, which means you're going to reinforce doing it more because you're going to eventually sort of get those endorphins running and those yeah. that dopamine and that serotonin that's going to make you feel good. And eventually you look forward to it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And Sarah, I know that we like barely scratched the surface. I know, <laughs> I know I, that. I know you know, we have to have to, we have the time constraints, but it was um, great. listeners, if you are interested, if this has like intrigued you as it has for me, and you're like, I need to go down this rabbit hole and learn more so that I can implement additional techniques for health and wellness beyond what I already know, but that deep bone health, understanding how the sleep and eating, you know, real food, why it matters, how it interacts. Sarah is, she is a wealth of knowledge. And so if people are resonating, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? Where can they get more? Well, they can find me on my website, which is www.sarah with an H dash Purcell. P-U-R-C-E-L-L.com. I also am on Facebook and my Facebook page is called Bone Boot Camp. And if you're on Bone Boot Camp, you'll be able to see that I also have a movement community that you have to answer some questions to get into. I'm on Instagram at Sarah Purcell Movement. Um, I'm not as active there because my people are really more on Facebook. I love that the movement community and it really is it's it's a movement and it's a community together in one I love the play on words there and I'll put all the links in the show notes listeners as I always okay. do so you can click and go copy and paste and go and Sarah this has been such an edifying conversation for me because I'm going to deep dive and get some more information and I'm actually looking forward to going on my movement scavenger hunt now yeah <laughs> I think that I the, the reframe really got me excited I, like wow, yeah. where can I I find some movement, especially with right. my dogs. And uh, oh, I sure. love it. I'm so glad you were able to come on and Me have too. this conversation. I really feel like it brought value to the listener. So thank you so much. Thank for, you. Thank at you the for end of me. this year, carving out some time to give us education and knowledge right. and wisdom. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. I and can't listeners. wait to interview you. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> Connection is really the wave of the future, I think. Um, and I don't know if you're on Clubhouse or not, or if you've heard about it. Um, I was talking about Clubhouse uh, in yesterday's episode, listeners, so you can you can clue in there. Um, it's a new social media app, which is all voice and conversation. And cool. it's a great no. way to learn new information. Okay. Um, so we can talk you know, offline about that. Uh, yeah. But I'm just so excited about the connections I've made because it really does make you a better person 
And for me, who's pursuing health and wellness, and I don't right. know what I don't know, Sarah, you're a wonderful connection because now I can glean, you know, <laughs> all of the goodness from you and implement what works for me and 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 live a healthy, yeah. uh, mobile, friendly, strong, confident life because of what you are able to offer. So thank you so much for doing. You are what so you do. welcome. You are welcome. And listeners, as I always say, keep walking. Always, always keep walking. Not just keep walking for the mental health aspect of it and for the successful outcome, but for your health. Now that we know that walking and movement goes together for your physical health too, keep walking every day. Keep walking, never stop walking because if you continue to walk, you will reach your destiny. You will reach your destination. And on the journey, I always encourage you to always, always choose gratitude. Tickets are open and on sale for the Tap Into Your Personal Power One Day Conference. It's an all-day event. I will put the link in the show notes for you to check out where you can see the keynote speaker who you have heard before on the podcast, Tiffany Johnson from Australia. She survived the 1999 Swiss canyoning accident, and she is going to be speaking about finding the bravery within We've got Joel Hawbaker, who you've heard multiple times on the podcast, talking about effective relationships by using universal principles of relationships. And then we've got Michelle Anhang, who you've also heard of the podcast multiple times, and she's going to be talking about the journey from shame to love. And yours truly will also be speaking on self-acceptance. And it's going to be an amazing day. There's going to be great things for you to take away and take home. And it is going to be just incredible. So check out the link in the show notes. Buy your ticket early. They're going to go fast. It's going to be an amazing date. Um, It's really, it's going to be powerful. It's going to be insightful. You're going to get tips and strategies and practical applications for things that you can do to really Walk in power, walk in truth, and live a life that you know you want to be living. So I encourage you to check that out.